Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking bitch and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Drink, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty. It's time to get this party started You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs. Your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Footy Prime stuff going directly to his house. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, tell we, anybody We have about free it. stuff at, at one soccer waiting for us in a box. Yeah, it came in a box. Vancouver Whitecaps. Really? Hmm. Yeah, That's but, wicked. Well... Cool. We, we can't no talk about them more. There's, There's no left. My kids all have them. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. So kind of Working like class point. MVP Ryan Gold. It's great. Love I love that it. Hat. That's a great. That's a great hat. I would. I would wear that hat, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, he's my MVP. I like. Is him. he? Yeah. Did you vote for him? Yep. Man, a boy. Ryan Gold. And I'm going to wear this on the show on Monday. Okay, you do that. I will. You can wear whatever you want. I will. Two big hat Charlies on the show. It's been done though, right? You saw the panel, Shinetti and Kilban, and uh, Jules already did it. Did what? Did what? Wore the hat. Oh, Wore a hat for a segment on yeah on TSN. Oh, it's it's old, old news, Jimmy Brennan. Come on. I didn't even see that. Yeah. I don't watch. No, it. I don't bad. watch TSN. Oh my god. Well, you can wear it anyway, Jimmy. Um, and, and listen. As we have stuff from Whitecaps, we are going to do a lot more on the Whitecaps. The MLS playoffs are just around the corner. Decision day coming up. So uh, they, they, they are well due some minutes on our, our little podcast here. Uh, no Wonga today. He's airborne on the way to Montreal. Can you imagine being that person sitting beside Wonga on a no. plane? <laughs> no. Not after a night out. <laughs> or was it a piss up last night, Jimmy? No, we just went out. We had a couple of drinks downtown, and then we went for dinner, and then that was it, and went home. See, we had um, um, a little – we were trying to plan a little meeting last night, right? Um, yeah. Footy Prime and some other partners, which didn't turn out to happen. I didn't know you were still going out, though. I would have come down. Pricks. Would charms? Yeah, I would have done. Would you? It's a Thursday. I had nothing going on. Got out of work a little bit early. I would have come down. Well, that's good to know. Invited. I told yeah. I told Wonga. Yeah, of course, it's like it would have been nice to know. <laughs> no, I knew. <laughs> I guarantee you, Wonga pulled out the old uh, Footy Prime credit card. 
Which uh, I haven't no, taken didn't. advantage of once in the last no. year. No, he didn't actually. <laughs> didn't he? He had to pay yourself. No. Then he went out after to go meet a couple of other people. I'm sure he did it there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you imagine him like him on that plane this morning. I'm telling the pilot would hear him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve Chang would show up. He'd be using his Steve Chang passport if he had to use a passport to get to Montreal. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. God. <laughs> Everyone on that plane knows about Footy Prime at this point. Everyone. The first and next ones put in like the earphones, hoping to have like a nice <laughs> yeah. quiet journey. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you happening. hate that? When, when you get in a plane, the first thing I do when I'm traveling alone, actually, even with my family, same thing. I, I put my, uh, my earbuds in and thinking, okay, that should be enough, right? To ward off conversation. And then you get some numpty beside you. who just want to start <laughs> talking. Like, so are you going or coming? Like, yeah. All, the, all it takes is that one person just to be nice. It sits down beside him and says, hey, how are you? And then it's over. You know, yep. Wonger's going to go on for an hour and a half <laughs> talking. All the way to Ottawa. All the way. Yeah. Wait, he's going to Ottawa? <laughs> Is Ottawa know, Montreal? Montreal. Montreal? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to are you see, him see him tomorrow. Are you going to see him tomorrow? Yeah. Are you ready? I hope so, yeah. With JP? Uh, no. JP oh, no? Won't, be, won't be coming. Because no. we haven't met JP. Has Wonger met JP yet? Nope. Oh. No, man. we were we were Nobody out last had. night. You snuffleupagus. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, we were out last night. TSN six ninety people went out to Burger Bar Crescent. It's a good time. Burger Bar, your kind of restaurant. <laughs> That's right. You guys all went out for a burger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds like a great night. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what I had? The nature a burger. Hot dog. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I had a salad. <laughs> You're that one, aren't you? There must have been a nature I mean, burger there, though, or a meat burger or something. No, I was hoping. I really was. I felt like a burger. Usually at these places, they what does have that feel like, like a. What? What does that feel like being feeling like a burger? It feels like when you feel like a burger, but I was oh. feeling like a Beyond Meat burger. I didn't want like a lentil patty where you take a bite and it squirts out mm. either side like the tomato. Have you guys <laughs> seen those memes? I sent one to my son the other day where it's like a car is rolling really slowly down the down the road and like somebody opens the door and the person just rolls out really like not gracefully. And someone's like, your tomato when you take a bite of your sandwich and the tomato just squirts out. That's what these that these patties are like when they have no texture. You take a bite and it all comes out the sides. Yeah, it's like I don't like that. It's like paste, isn't it? Almost. But yeah. why do they why do they get them to taste like meat? That's a really good question, actually. Well, because I, I think a lot of people do still like meat. They're not necessarily like me. And they want to just do something that's slightly healthier and maybe not eat animals. And so they so they make a vegetable make taste like meat. Yeah. I don't see you're trying to say that as like a negative thing, but I don't think it is. No, I wasn't. I was just curious. Yeah. Seems like you, in that case, you're a, you're a phony vegetarian. Oh, God. Don't you? If you, you love the taste of meat, but you know, because it's an animal. You want to kill an animal. But can you make it taste like one? Yeah, please. I love, I love lambs. Mmm, delicious. Oh, I won't kill one. It's good for the environment. <laughs> Not silent. Like, I mean, I, it's better for the planet as well. No, yeah. silence well, the, of the lambs. What's, oh, what's the, you're saying I was being silent. <laughs> what the hell has the planet done for us? You know? Oh, Christ. I don't see saying. the planet walking around with save save the humans. Do you? No. Anyway. They do. Um, well, it's obviously, it's a, there's nothing going on in the soccer news cycle today, obviously. Nothing. Because we're talking about vegetarian hamburgers and Steve Chang. As a flight companion. Oh, no, wait. We think Christian Sinclair's retired. We think, possibly, late last night, Sinky dropped it on her Instagram account. Um, a very cryptic visual message of her, her boots hanging from a goalpost, swaying in the breeze. Now, I thought at first, <laughs> is she actually um, a drug dealer? Because drug dealers will all, like <laughs> throw their shoes, hang them over like wires. And that's isn't that like a, a sign that the... the, the House is open for business, so to speak. I didn't know that. Is it gang territory? Is it? Is that what it is? Gang territory? I think so. Well, I don't think Sinky's started a gang or is selling drugs. I'm pretty sure yeah. she's not doing that. 
Um, but she might well be hanging the boots up. I don't know where else she'd do it, obviously. We've heard nothing since. We'll hear more today, of course. She's been called up to Bev Priestman's uh, latest squad for the couple mm-hmm. of games coming up. Um, I don't know, Dubs. Where, where are you with this right now? When it seems that it's right happening now that Kristen Sinclair is about to say goodbye to, to football. Mm-hmm. Is it an emotional response? Yeah, I think so. I, even if you know it's coming, I think everybody kind of expected it soon. Um, uh, I was hoping that she would maybe hang on. They qualified for Paris 2024. You know, you, you, you see the cycle through, even if she plays more of a, a fringe role. But I don't know if she wants to do that. Right. So, yeah, she's so she's called into these camps. And then there's also rumors of of games in Vancouver and Victoria in end of November and December. So maybe that's, you know, where Canada gets to say goodbye to her and then she gets to do it on on home soil. I'm I'm curious, though. So there's there's no I don't want to make this about Canada soccer, but I, I, I have to say it. There's no money. And then we have the game at BMO as part of that home and away series with Jamaica for qualifications for uh, the Olympics. Then there's two more home games, which great, fabulous Montreal and Halifax. And then there's talk of two more home games in Vancouver and Victoria. Where, how, how are we doing this all of a sudden? I, I think there always was money for games. Yeah. There always was. Yeah. Well, good. Um, I'm that's ha- what, I'm, so I'm, I'm so I heard it. that that wasn't the issue. It wasn't because of money that there weren't games in that window, for example. Okay. That was because Canada soccer for whatever reason couldn't arrange the games in time, which raises a number of flags, <laughs> but I don't know much more than that, but it wasn't because of financials. Okay. Well, so good. Quickly maybe we shouldn't question back. it. Just be happy there. Go, okay. Yeah. So our games no, I'm and, thrilled. I think it's Will fabulous. it be a farewell? I mean, so here's, see, again, we just don't know any more than anyone else out there who saw that, that post last night. But we were um, talking about a little bit charms before these guys hopped on before we reluctantly let Jimmy in. <laughs> let, me in. Like, let me in you guys uh, no maybe not um i'm surprised that she she leaks that you know that it's just i think you can you can contrast it with the carly lloyd you know like 10 game retirement tour um she's getting subbed off and clapped up and everybody's wearing the jerseys like that's not going to be christine sinclair that's not going to be the way that she goes out I didn't think. I it still don't think it's going to be. Well, no, but it, so maybe it's her way a little bit of, of controlling that narrative. We'll I find out on to... an American podcast today, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> there he is. There he is. Yep. <laughs> Cynical forest. Hey, up. we'll find out. I tell you what, you wait. You wait. Yeah. Very, very possible. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good point though, Dubs. I mean, it, it, it isn't like naturally like what Sinky does, right? She does, but she doesn't overtly make it about herself, right? She's that reluctant su- superstar, but it's clearly going to be all about her now. These two games, and listen, who cares? That's fine. Celebrate her, and then those games, if she sticks around, which I'm, so, I'm sure she will. Well, isn't I don't know. Maybe she won't. Maybe this is it. But then why you not mean do it, for you know? the two that are yeah. rumored to have? Oh, she, mm-hmm. I mean, she she has to. Like, I mean, that's she grew up in. She's from Burnaby. Yeah, I know. So maybe that's it, though. Like the the end of the calendar year, and you know that that that's her done. But I wonder if that's her done as well for the Thorns. You know, I, it could be like Sophie, where she's retiring from the international game, but she's going to continue to play NWSL. I don't know. Do Do you think she can play that level still, Dubs? on a regular basis from what you're seeing? I don't, to go back to my earlier point, I don't think in the way that she wants to be involved in the way that she wants to be impactful, the way that we know her to be, you know, when she was at the height of her career, even on either side of the, you know, the, the high point, which I don't know, what, what was it? Was it the, was it the hat trick against the U S in the 2012 Olympics? Was that the high watermark? I don't know. Um, I think that year is up there because the 2012 Olympic qualifying campaign, she was on fire. She was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Scored a ton of goals. And then they go into Olympics. And I think that that game, the hat trick and that 4-3 loss against the U.S. was, you know, I think that that was something pretty special for her. It's, like, I think it's iconic, was. isn't it? 
you think about her performance in that game, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. That's up there all time sports performances, I think. Yep, I agree. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And the fact that it ended the way it did as well, almost became that, that whole tournament became that, almost that sympathetic character as well, as well as this brilliant footballer. It's like, wow, she kind of represents Canada once again being fucked over on the yep, and I stage. Also, yeah and we see i think a different side of of christine you know where she goes after the referee and i think she's clarified in her book she, she never said anything outlandish or offensive to the to the referee she's just talking about the call just, just talking very it, loudly yeah was that it what was the quote again Can you remember it was post-match yeah something oh mm-hmm. what was it was it about the americans yeah, well, I, I think it was about the, the, I think the referee thought what Sinky had said was was uh, like an insult to her as, mm-hmm. as a referee. I can't remember the exact turn of phrase, but regardless, I think just the, her performance and then Christine Sinclair as a captain and everything around that, uh, those Olympics, and then going to get the bronze after they lost that game. Um, I think it sort of let people in a little bit more into who she actually was. Mm-hmm. Even though I think you, no one was ever really let in fully, but I think well, now going like, why is she retiring? Like she's been stuck on 190 goals for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. When when's her last goal? That must be really tough for Sinky. It's almost like Craig. I think we remember Sinky for that game more than than the gold medal. Hmm. I do for sure. Yeah, because it was like. Amy said it was iconic. It was amazing. And then going on to win the bronze, it was it was the story of the Olympics, really. Mm-hmm. For us. Yeah, for sure it was. And it's just it's just really strange to me, Jimmy, that a bronze medal performance at a World Cup. Still, I don't know, it's crazy. It stands out to me more than the gold medal, which which makes no sense. But it's just the, you know what they had to get over and the drama and the theater and the emotions of that tournament back in 2012. Those great reality TV. Yeah. I, I have a question for you. These are her farewell games, correct? We don't know mm-hmm. yet, but we, we don't presume, know. So no. We presume. So if she scores in these, do they count as international goals? It's a friendly, right? Of course they do. They, they count. Well, I'm just saying because it's a farewell game. Now, say the opposition says, here, go go on. We'll let you score 10. Oh, <laughs> Kobe Bryant, last game for the Lakers type thing. Do you know Get what I mean? Kobe the ball. You know what I mean? She could end up with 20-something goals these, over these farewell games. <laughs> <laughs> just be like that to the center backs. Look, it's my last game. Come on. Let me have a couple. Hey, do me a favor. Come on now. Do me a favor. Let me bang yeah. in a few. Yeah. I know. It's going to be interesting. And like I said, this is what happens when you, you send out cryptic messages, right? Let the speculation mm-hmm. begin. Hopefully some clarification. Last week, what Bev w- was saying, how, you know, her, how Christian had kind of set out her stall as to help Canada qualify for the Olympics. There's no mention of playing in the Olympics. It's about let's, let's get into the Olympics, be part of that. Well, she's done, right? So maybe this is it. Maybe she just got a new deal from Nike. That's a great ad, isn't it? Those boots over those that goalpost, mm-hmm. Craig. Yeah, could have had a cleaner pair of boots, but other than that, it's good. <laughs> I, I think you've got to have partly worn boots over the goalpost. Yeah, of course of, you do. Yeah, you can't get like nice sprinkly clean ones. No, sprinkly. I li- I liked it though. I'm talking about it was, it was great. It was I lovely like it. actually. Even the background and noise and their tempos, was- which means time. I don't know. Right. No, it's well done. It was like really that. well done. Mm-hmm. Like the whole Canadian soccer market is kind of shitting itself this morning. Yeah, everyone's jumping on there with comments and opinions and what if, what if, what if. But listen, let's be honest here. If she's not retiring, then that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. No, let's, 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 let's assume that she's retiring, shall we? Uh, question is when and what that means. Now, let me ask you this. I mean, so if she was born ten years later, fifteen years later. She would have benefited a lot more, you would think, because women's soccer obviously is finding its feet now. The European game is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Even last week, you see the, the Merseyside derby had 25,000 fans at it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Do you think she would have moved to, to Europe and played top-level football there? Or obviously NWSL is still on par at this point in Europe, but I, I suspect that's going to change. That's my guess. As well, she point, as she was... She was, a, um, gosh, how many years ago now? It must have been right around the 2012 Olympics. I know there are people who are listening to this podcast that are like screaming at their phones because they know exactly when it was. But she was ready to go to Man City. And then there was a hiccup with a work visa. Really? And it never happened. Yep. But at, like like I said, at the, at the height of her career, it I mean, whether it was, and, and WSL wasn't was what it is now then. Right, it wasn't even fully mm-hmm. professional. She would have definitely ended up in in one of those clubs over there. I would imagine. Well, I mean, whoever's paying the highest amount of money. I mean, at that, you know, at that time, she would one of the best players around. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's unfortunate for her, really from that standpoint, from a league standpoint, you know, that she's hasn't had that opportunity. A little bit like. You know, you're not quite as badly as Mia Hamm, for instance. I don't know if she played 50 league games in her career because it just wasn't around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're going to see that. And then certainly the quality of the game and everything else is is uh, much better than it was, too. Yeah, but you bring up a good point, Charm. So, like, say she had started, say, a decade later, you know, and the recognition that was so sorely lacking from you know, the FIFA Best Awards and from the Ballon d'Ors. And, you know, she wasn't even shortlisted in that year, in that 2012 year that we're referencing, which is outlandish. It's ridiculous, right? And yeah. that goes back, you know, to this, this. I think it was a bit of a false narrative in a lead up to this most recent Women's World Cup when they're talking about we don't get the respect. Um, and then they don't really put in the performance, right? So that doesn't really add up. But the individuals don't get the respect that they deserve on the world stage. And it is because they're Canadians and because a lot of them play um, in NWSL. So if, if Christine Sinclair or even overseas, like I don't, I don't think they get the respect that they deserve because Canada hasn't had that res- or hasn't had the performances at the World Cup where it's a more difficult tournament. So if, if Christine was playing and like absolutely lighting up the WSL, then all of a sudden you think, well, you know, when people are voting for these things, then, then she's at the forefront of their minds, right? She's not sort of far away playing in Portland and um, even winning medals with Canada at Olympics. Like it's, she's just in that conversation all the time. And she would be because she, she was that type of generational talent that, you know, would be scoring goals for fun, like a, like a Miedema or a Beth Mead or, or whomever, right? Or like a Sam Kerr. Singy <laughs> uh, would be right there. 100%, yeah. Yeah. I think the voting system is 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 basically what's in your you know in front of you at the time. It's a bit of a popularity contest, and yep. sometimes those what is it the captains of the teams and the managers Coaches. I think are voting too. And you know mm-hmm. if they're not aware or they're just thinking, well, who's who's in the headlines, you know, and who's getting, you know, who's who are people chatting about? And rarely it was Christine because she was over here and like you say, Canadian. It, it held her back as far as that goes. Mind you, everyone not. you mentioned there, Dubs, everyone you mentioned there is really, are really comfortable in the spotlight as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Sinky is. Mm-hmm. No, she's not. And maybe that was to her detriment. 100%. Think, oh, for uh, sure it is. You she think must of like have left Pukeus. so much money on the table. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so many follow, millions of followers on, on Instagram and on Twitter. And unfortunately, that is how the voting is is done. I mean, of, of course, she she has the on-field um you know, pedigree as well. I'm not taking anything away from Alexia Puteas as a, as a footballer, but you know, the, the fact that there's that following in terms of like the, the cultural recognition, you know, that maybe moves beyond the pitch is Mm -hmm. to her advantage. And it's to the detriment of somebody like Christine who doesn't want to do that. Sinky has a 96.7 thousand followers on Instagram. It's nothing. No, right. not not compared to the millions that some of these other players have. Yeah, exactly. What's Butelis got? Let me have a look here. Oh my God, millions! Well, somebody like Alex Morgan is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that'd be a better example, well. actually. She's got she's she's got millions, right? Presumably. Yeah. Alex yep. Morgan. Let's have a look here. Well, she's got a bunch of hard-ons following her too. Ten point two million. <laughs> no, that's it's, it's, it's true, though, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's true. 
It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys are million. I'm going to follow it now, actually. I haven't, wasn't following Alex Morgan, but I am now. Oh, no. What was, what was Not the, because of that, just because I'm curious. You just saw a photo. <laughs> like, ooh, like. No. Was that Baby Horse? <laughs> Wasn't that her nickname, Baby Horse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, Alex so. Morgan? Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah, why is that? She I runs like she, a horse, I think. Yeah. <laughs> when she first came onto the scene with the U.S. Women's National Team, they said that she kind of like pranced and and there is that that little bit of that to her to her gazellish yeah it's a little bit yeah it's fine <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't look like a horse though no Definitely sugar cubes like for pregame <laughs> <laughs> anyway we'll, we'll find out more today i suppose over the weekend and uh hey listen christine you're always welcome to come on our podcast it's putting it out there Always welcome, anytime, to, to break down the career, <laughs> your career that you had. Um, one thing about about Sinky that you know I think is is lost, and you kind of alluded to it, Dubs, is, is that competitiveness she had mm-hmm. on the pitch, right? And all professional athletes have competitiveness to a certain degree. But we were talking about this, you, Dubs, Wonger, and myself, and the dark web, because you, you were prepared to drop yourself from the footy picks. <laughs> Tony, yeah. That. Because of your pathetic record so far. Because <laughs> Embarrassing you, can't handle, record. you can't handle losing. You can't handle failure. I, I thought it was a great lens into the real Amy Walsh. Disturbing, uncomforting, mm-hmm. discomforting. Um, but that competitiveness that you guys all have, I thought I have it. I have it to a certain degree, but probably not at that professional athlete level, I don't think. Um, is that something that you, you, we got all of you always had? Because even Craig, Craig's like the most fucking laid back person you can meet, right? But I'm sure when he crossed that line, he wasn't obviously extremely competitive as a footballer. Was it something you always had? Or was it something that, that you kind of grew into as you became a professional footballer? I think I always had it, I think, when I was on the field or playing lacrosse or hockey or judo or whatever it was always always highly judo. Competitive. whoa 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 <laughs> do you judo. play judo by the way let's <laughs> go play judo that'd be karate no, that's there's, karate there's no that, none of that jimmy none of the no striking exactly. in judo no, there's, 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 there's no striking no judo chops yeah judo chops <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Hail and Pace, that show in the 80s, Craig? Jim, you must remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Hail and Pace. There was a great, great scene, great seg- um, little skit, and, and they're two guys stealing Christmas trees, and uh, there's a Rottweiler, Rocky the Rottweiler, is going after them and, and gets one of them. And as the other guy's like driving away, this buddy's being like just butchered by this dog. He goes, oh, don't worry, he knows Judo. That's <laughs> 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 right, it's the funniest thing. It's a great little scene. Anyway, sorry, Craig, go ahead. Judo. Oh, no, competitiveness. What what belt were you in judo? I was one short of the black belt. Yeah. Jesus, really? You're a little bit brown belt? Brown That's belt, yeah. Brown. You got, you got yeah. your brown belt? <laughs> <laughs> little leather brown belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little buckle. Can't find, my, can't find the black one, so I've got a brown yeah. one. Yeah. A gold buckle? <laughs> I wear it, with, wear it with my trousers now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that last use, time you... I got a beautiful leather belt from my sensei. <laughs> I, I won a few tournaments, but there was one guy in the lower mainland of Vancouver, uh, you know, around 13, 14 years of age. He was he was outstanding and he was he wasn't particularly tall. And I, I was, of course. <laughs> and uh, he just he, he could chop me in half, like literally. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like there there was one match I played you had a fight in this guy in the final, and I don't know if it lasted more than a half a second. I, he had thrown me over and he completely flattened me. Ipon match over. I'm just a bundle of mess. Like so, and then when you have to, you have to get up and get your gi all straightened up, and the referee's waiting for me, and I'm and you have to bow at the end of it. Like I'm, I'm just, I can't even feel my head. Feels like it's falling off. And he's like, pointing at, he's pointing at me to tuck my gi, and I'm like, what the fuck? This guy's just killed me. Look at that gi. How does he, because he's smaller, and this is a serious question, like, does he, 
does he chop at your knees kind of like a big tree to get you down? No, no. He, he, How does he get got, you down? He's, he's got me by the right arm with his left hand and he's got me by the gi underneath the throat and he twists around and his hips come and he turns around and his yeah. hips come right underneath your knees and he just, and oh, your head's shit. tucked in. He go right over his shoulder and then his body lands on you flat as a pancake. Referee puts his arm up, hip on, it's over. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's that word you, you're saying? Did you say hip on? Hip on. Ipon? Ipon? Ipon. Ipon? What's, what's that, that like, Daniel? Winner? Uh, for, for him, it was. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jimmy? Just throwing out, you're like, Ganya? I know. That's when he's put his 649 tickets in. Oh, Ganya. So, Craig, when was your last, um, when did you last play your last judo game? <laughs> last week? When I was, when I was 16, just before I went to the UK. See, I've known Craig for over a decade, well over a decade. Jimmy, you've known him for longer than that. Yeah. Did you have any idea that, that Craig used to play judo? No. He's <laughs> not fucking playing judo. He played judo. What is it, a fucking video game? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Twister. <laughs> oh, man, I would have loved to have seen that four-foot torso come crashing down onto the mat. Oh, Holy Jimmy, shit, man. The place would, like, shake. Do you still do you still have your gi? I think I do. Oh, oh you have to wear it. Please go to wear it. Please. If I can wear find it, it I'll, I'll throw it on. I'll wear it on Monday uh, on one soccer. Yeah, please. That'd be amazing. <laughs> we could kill off half the show just talking about Jew, uh, Craig's yeah. judo career. Well, I would tell you one thing about it is the cross sports playing is, is massive. I mean, I didn't play football. I didn't play organized soccer until I was 12. So, so I think late. the physical literacy, uh, used to bumping, grappling, you know, contact, you know, set pieces, this sort of thing. It was, it didn't sort of phase me. Um, and I think the, the falling side of things, knowing how to fall, break your fall, I think a lot of mm-hmm. that helped a lot. And I think in North America, the goalkeepers we see, you know, with the likes of Friedel and uh, Keller and, the likes of those guys, you know, North American guys have done well over there because I think of the, the cross, cross sports. I mean, Friedel was in the basketball. did judo. No, they would have been even better. So when you, when you walked into the dressing room, I had a switch. I, I... Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. As a young man, as a young man, did you tell people right away, don't fuck with me, I know judo? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, J- JC's joined us now. JC, did you know? You didn't know. None of us knew this. Craig used to be almost, was a brown belt in judo. Yes, I did. I did oh. know that. I found out the hard way. <laughs> you've played judo with him have you i played judo with him no i played, I played with his brown belt as <laughs> <laughs> i can see your brown belt <laughs> yeah you stay away from my brown belt well ebra is a black belt in taekwondo isn't he is taekwondo who ebra so that's and yes i believe i believe he is yeah yeah hmm. Hmm. You, you, you can see why it would definitely be uh, of value to a professional athlete, like I said, for that understanding of your movements, the angles, the strength. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. 
So competitiveness. So Craig showed his in, in judo. Uh, Jimmy, when did your um, inner, innate competitiveness first first show itself? Was it in football? Was it in something else? Uh, no, it was all sports. All sports. You just have it in you where you just you want to win. You want to be competitive. Do you have it in darts? You bet your ass I do. That's why I'm Division Two champion. <laughs> <laughs> division two yeah woo. yeah i won the second division darts do you get promotion yeah. for that to yeah. the first division yeah so you're in first division this year yeah so the the higher up you go in darts we lost in the final last year we we yeah. are, are you talking as as in like a third person talking as the team because i'm a team player that's why i say we okay is it a team you, so you, you, you throw as a team yeah okay so you've yeah, been promoted are the are, are, are the players in the top division fatter than the lower division? Uh, yeah, they are. They tend to be a little bit more heavier mm-hmm. simply because they spend a lot more time probably in the pub playing. That's, that's what I thought. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do Absolutely. they all have brown belts and darts? Um, <laughs> some of them need a lot more than belts to hold those pants down. <laughs> Extension cords. Some, some have shoestrings, everything. <laughs> But for real, like who's on, your, who's on your team? How many players are on a darts team? Uh, we have about uh, twelve players. And the team? Uh, my brother, cool. yeah, my brother, my brother Michael's on the team. Oh, my favorite, Brennan. Yeah, I love Michael Brennan. Yeah, so he's uh, he's excited. He's he's been warming up over the last few weeks for the for the season. <laughs> I'm just it's twelve people though. So how does it work exactly? Like, give me an idea of how this well, season works. Need, you need about 10 players for every every match. We play on a Tuesday. Tuesday night's the, the Dart League night. And uh, you, you play against the, the other local pubs. So we play 501? We play 501 team. Then you play cricket team. And then you play uh, 501 solo. It's a long night. Nice. It's a lot of beer. I lost interest 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Are you still he's in the witness protection program. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is going on you? with you? He's so dark. Your face. It's getting darker. Isn't it? This is the only soccer podcast in the world where you talk about darts and judo. I can guarantee you that much. Well, <laughs> that's better, Jimmy. You can see your lovely face. Go. Yeah. There we go. A big black so, cloud just came over Jimmy's house. <laughs> when is your when's your first game? Been over there for a year and a half. <laughs> when's your first game? Uh, not for a couple of weeks. Okay, I might pop up and, and uh, have a, have a watch at some point. No, I would love you to. Excuse for a pint. Okay, not too far. Uh, yeah. Dubs yourself. Um, have you got any stupid sport you played that that exhibited your competitiveness? Well, I played all this, all the stupid sports. When Rian was on, remember, she told you about the barrel jumping and the space oh, skating? <laughs> yep. Then some weird stuff. I did trampoline. I did gymnastics. I did, I don't know if that's really weird, but. You're going to rock not only fans. <laughs> you know, I, I thought you were taking a piss with that barrel jumping until I actually looked it up. And I didn't yeah. realize how competitive it is in Quebec. Yep. It's I yeah, very, very, very niche. And how many? What was the record for you for barrels? Thirteen. Thirteen uh-huh. barrels. What yeah. size of the barrels? Like beer kegs? Are they wine barrels? They're, I mean, yeah, ish. Ish, ish. Yeah, they're like big. they're 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 fairly big. They're not no, like, not like a wine barrel, but like maybe half the size of that. Yeah, about a keg. Yeah. Thirteen. Oh. Dubs, can I ask you a question? Yeah. No, wait. Thirteen? Maybe seven. Still, that's pretty impressive. What's the big difference? I know it's a long yeah. time ago, Jimmy. Can you still do it now? No, there's no chance. How many would you jump over right now if you had to? If I had to do it, yeah, I think I could do. I think I could do five. She could do the Caesar Palace Fountain. <laughs> yeah. Now, this isn't from a standing jump, right? Is a running jump? No, it's so it's in a rink, like a hockey rink, and you would start from the blue line, skate around the perimeter of the ice, and then once you get to the opposite blue line, then you start to kind of cut in on a diagonal, and then there's pads on that opposite corner, and then the barrels are, are organized in sort of that diagonal 
run towards the pads at the opposite corner. It's pads. What do you mean pads? Because so, <laughs> so you you wear like a girdle because you're jumping and you're and you're once you get over like one or two or three because you can jump and then land on your skates. Then when you get further than that, you have to almost do like a long jump. Like when you're doing the long jump into the sand pit where you're stretching out, right? And you're reaching right. with your heels to clear the barrels, but you're landing on your ass. But then you've got quite, you've, you've built up a head of steam to come into the barrels and then you land and then you hit the, skid the, into pads. the pads. You skid into the pads at the end. Yeah. You're landing on your arms. Yeah. yeah. There must How... be terrible spinal injuries. <laughs> There's really not. How the hell do you get into this? Like what? You I just told you it's very European and this family came over and they settled in St. Bruno and then they started this club. What? Yeah. Like, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> no, we just, we were played hockey, jumping. played ringette and it was happening at, at the rink. And they're like, do you want to do it? And we're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, how many times different. do you practice a week? Were you out there every night just jumping barrels? No, maybe like once or twice a week. Hoping for a scholarship? <laughs> no. can you make money doing this just doing i have no idea but going back to the competitiveness so that was just built in so i have an older brother and i have three younger sisters so like our side lawn was all of the sports and it was street hockey and it was football and it was tackle and it was survival of the fittest and i hated losing and that was established very very early on but playing monopoly or scrabble or gin rummy at our house bad bad news terrible fights always ended in like a fist fight or tears Awful. yeah the board the board being like thrown in the air type thing mm-hmm. yeah yep. i used to cheat because i couldn't handle losing in those kind of games like i would go over to friends places and like play a more civilized version of of, of a board game and be able to sort of bring it down a little bit that level of competitiveness but then it was no hold bar- no holds barred at home and I couldn't understand if they would like play a game of Monopoly and be like, okay, well, we're just going to leave the board as is. And then let's go do something else. And be like, what are you doing? Like, we, we have to finish the game. Like, <laughs> you're out of your mind. Yeah. So that, that's calmed down a little bit. But even up at the cottage on a rainy day, playing cards, like <laughs> playing asshole or mm. playing crazy eights, no fun. You're- or JC. fun for a bit and then a disaster. JC, you had a question. Well, the well, the question is now slightly overdue. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna ask it anyway. Hey, Amy. So you're speaking of ish because you said 13 ish when you were jumping barrels. If someone said to you, "Hey, Amy, do you, can you jump the 12 barrel?" Did you say it's like shooting ish in a barrel? <laughs> <laughs> it, it made it made well sense done. at the time. <laughs> yeah. It made sense at the time. Okay, bye. Uh, thanks, JC. <laughs> That's crazy. That really is. So, so as, as footballers, you, I mean, was there anyone, a teammate, that just, just lacked that competitiveness? Can, can talent, can you be successful mm. on talent alone, or do you need to have that edge to be a, a successful footballer, Craig? Yeah, you do. There, there was the odd person that lacked a little bit of, competitive edge but generally you're surrounded by people with the same same sort of personality really. yeah you don't realize that because when you're playing and then i know when you're i was finished and you know people talk about business and all this kind of i'm like well i don't really know much about that but i did discover that working in the corporate world that is different because not everybody is in the same personality as you and you see that in you know work places more than you do, but when you get to that level, everybody has to have it, and they do have it. But you certainly don't see that work ethic in everyday life as uh, you do in football. And in, in the corporate world, professional world, outside sports, there's ways to to show that competitiveness. Like you can be a backstabbing piece of shit, and there's lots of those in media, for example, right? Rather than in sports, it's on the pitch, in training. You can show your competitiveness. It's a lot more slimy outside the sporting sphere, isn't it? You can find yeah. ways to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think, I think the difference is, too, 
when you're you're competing for spots and the difference that way uh, compared to you know just every day but generally speaking i think there's a lot of twats out there anyway in every walk of life but when you're playing and you're competing that's when you you they don't care who gets to the top everybody wants to win and that's one thing that if you do well enough you're going to get there there's no politics when it, when it comes to that if somebody's going to want you because they want to win mm-hmm. um that's always been the sort of the, the case but outside of that you don't always see see that sort of thing jimmy ever i'm sorry go dubs i i just wanted to add to that discussion about the competitiveness like i notice it in in coaching like even my twins who are in u9 and sure they're 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 just having fun and they're just starting to come into you know like a competitive environment where they have these little jamborees and they play other towns and there are some kids that are are very talented or and and you could even apply that like moving up the ranks and remembering myself going through club when i was like a teenager that some people can just turn that switch on and it's always easier to take somebody take a player who has that inherent edge and drive and competitiveness and and temper it and 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 kind of dial it down but you can't get a kid or a player you can't inject that in them. It, it's, it doesn't, it, you can't do that very easily. And I remember playing with players at club or even national team where you just want to shake them, be like, Hey, like, let's, let's fucking go, you know? And, and that was very frustrating for me as a player to be like, I don't understand how you're not already up here. And I don't mean like flying around and like, you know, tackles and and getting stuck in and all that sort of stuff. But like even a highly talented player just seemed to be floating around and that that would really irritate me. And and as a coach, seeing a player who's very talented, but just can't get up in terms of the drive, in terms of the effort and uh, the the willingness to compete, that's that's difficult to see. And a teammate too. I mean, listen, I had no skill as an athlete at all, but I had competitiveness. It would drive me fucking crazy playing in, in, in a match. And seeing some guy with all the talent in the world, you know how good he is, just not giving a shit mm-hmm. and just, you know, jogging mm-hmm. from set piece to set piece and avoiding rucks. This is rugby, rucks and moors. Like, get your nose dirty for Christ's sakes. You've got 10 times the skill I have. And there you are, leaving the field without a freaking muddy knee. Like, piss off. Don't do my head in. And Sheldon Keith, actually, the Leaf coach, said that recently. He'd much rather have to tone a guy down that then then motivate a guy to play professional hockey. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Jimmy, ever ever players that are overly competitive though that you played with that took it a little bit too far? Oh yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people. It look when when you're at that level and your professional level, it's you're very competitive. Even when you're playing five asides and training, you want to win absolutely everything. And you play the game and the game's about winning. And if you don't have that competitive edge and you don't want to win, then you're not a, you're not a professional athlete. And going back to what you were saying before, there's a lot of players that, that I played with growing up, regardless, you know, whether it was rugby, basketball, hockey, soccer, some very, very talented, talented individuals, but they just didn't have that competitive edge. You know, they didn't want to win. Mm -hmm. That's why they don't end up making it and going to that next level because they, they just like to play. They don't care about the end result. But when you're at a professional level, it's all about the result. It's all about winning. So how do you explain and- TFC? It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good question, actually. Yeah, it's a good one. A bunch of players that have down tools for weeks. Yeah. Yeah, well, you need all the you need all the, the elements. So if you don't have all the elements, at least you know the four where they call what tips, you know, technical intelligence, personality, speed. Although Wenger, Arsene Wenger, tips that upside down. He doesn't do that way. He does it the other way. Speed. Technical. I think he does it go technical. to speed. Technical you're, you're, intelligence you're, personality. You're, like because you can tips, always work it? with speed, but you do have to have a personality and intelligence. Yeah. And if you got speed, then you're Jimmy Brennan and you lack a little bit of intelligence. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you're missing one. (laughs) What what position in football is it okay to have a little less competitiveness? Is it what position? Yeah. Or let me rephrase that. What what position do you need to have extra competitiveness in football? 
Is it is it centre mid? No, every position. I know every. I know, listen, obviously, every position. Right now? Well, every. I'm asking a simple question, Jimmy. There's the intelligence thing. It's. Um, it's not, it's not because none of us get what you're saying. No, no, because everyone. Oh, I understand every position. You need to have competitiveness, but is there one position in football where you better have that little bit extra? I guess not. <laughs> Well, I don't think you could be a defender or a center okay, back. Maybe aggression. Maybe I'm getting confused with competitiveness and aggression here. That's that's the confusion, the, the blurred line here. So hold on a minute. So do you think <laughs> when, now, this you think is not going to be they're, easy when they're building a team? They're going through every every position. They're like, well, mm-hmm. the fullbacks they're not aggressive and they're not intelligent, so we'll uh, <laughs> we'll make sure that the other players around them are a little bit more intelligent, more competitive than what they are. I'm not saying that I'm not competitive. I'm saying, is there a position where you have to be a little extra competitive? No. Okay, there's not. Okay, that, that, there's your answer. I but asked but I'll, go, I'll go the flip side. I think maybe as, as a striker, <laughs> if you're talented enough, because you can be uninvolved for longer stretches and then just make your those crucial moments count, I think there it can be the the opposite of that i think you can get away with being not quite as competitive or not having that edge as it were whereas you maybe can't get away with it on in other areas of the pitch i think too when we talk about competition and competitiveness uh it's not always about winning games it's about individual battles your individual performances because you can lose the game and still come off personally a winner like being a goalkeeper Mm. i've said this before if you're winning every game two to one, but you keep throwing that one in. You're not going to be part of it any for much longer. Or you could lose nine nil and stand on your head all season, win player of the season, and to keep your position because you're doing something right. You know what I mean? Like so, it doesn't really matter about results. It's about your own performances. Not that the nine nil was overly brilliant, but <laughs> <laughs> no, that's interesting. Though it's it's about reconciling the two. It's about being an active participant and and piece of that team. And in terms of you know your goals and and trying to better yourselves as a collective, but within that, on the day to day as a professional, as an athlete, being better every single day. Mm-hmm, and yeah. about, I mean, I think the most successful professionals do those two things very very well. Figure out how they fit in to that you know team scheme and 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 the the goals and where you're headed but and and you know t- uh, answering to the gaffer and and making sure you're fulfilling your role but then also as an individual working on your weaknesses and honing all that and getting better at what all the things that you do very very well and that keeps you relevant for a very long time and keeps you getting mm-hmm. those contracts i think we're competitive podcasters we want to do the best show possible every time we're going to rise up those charts and we do such in-depth preparation for each show to be better podcasters. I think that just comes through in each episode. Sharon oh, looked directly today, at Jimmy when he said that. Today, we'll, hey, today we'll, we're definitely moving up. That's <laughs> oh, a pretty good show today, actually. Can I just add before we I imagine where are we going into footy picks? Yeah, we are. So after that, to go back to, to Sinky, um, in her book, um, she clarified that. So she was suspended four games by FIFA and fined $3,500. And it was a direct result of a run-in she had with Pedersen, who was the ref. And she's told her that she was fucking horrible. But Pedersen filed a complaint to FIFA saying that Sinclair had called her a fucking whore. Ooh, but she didn't say that. She did not say that. Yeah. Was she a whore? <laughs> it's an important, important thing to be determined, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure FIFA weighed that when they mm-hmm. when they maybe tested, the tested her. <laughs> maybe that's why she got so offended. Oh, she was like, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I would I would I would make that a scientific experiment before banning Sinky though. I'd, I'd get Scepter, give Pedersen a call. So mm-hmm. what you doing? <laughs> when you, when going you, for a drink. you get a referee's call that's really, really bad though. I mean, honestly. Like that, like, oh, I have said some pretty rotten things to referees. <laughs> What's the worst thing you said? Do you remember? Um, well, well, the worst thing I did was throw my shirt at the referee, and I got a, I think I got an extra three games for that. When was that? That was in the Gold Cup, the first one in 1992. First game sent you off. You threw your shirt at the referee? 
Because the yeah. ref didn't want to swap jerseys with you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I try to get off on, but yeah, I got that was one post-match, game. post-match, obviously. Not during the no, match. No, no. No, it was when I was walking. I was on the field still. Wow. Probably not a good We're idea. We're learning a lot about Craig right now, aren't we? He yeah. was a judokai and a, a shirt thrower. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah, so I was in L.A. just sitting on my hands for the rest of the tournament. Who got in goal then? Dolly? Or was it? No. Onstad. No, it would be a little bit early for Onstad, right? No, his, his name will come to me. On one of the free, on one of the free kicks, his, I don't know if he put the stick him on his gloves or something or like that, and was he was trying to tip it over the bar, and it's kind of stuck to his hand. <laughs> the net. No way. <laughs> yeah. Like those one-handed grabs in the, in yeah. the NFL. Well, he's, yeah, but he's trying to tip it over. He's like, oh, I'm going to tip this over. I'm diving. I'm going <laughs> to tip it over. And it just like stuck and then just dropped in behind him. <laughs> you know, uh, Moises Alou, the old Expos, I think maybe the Hall of Fame, he used to apparently yeah. piss on his hands. Oh. Used to what? Piss on his hands. For allegedly. What? A grip or something? I don't know. It was a, nice. a superstition. Yeah. <laughs> he his conf- let me just confirm this out. before we get sued. Although we've got a lawyer. <laughs> um, noises, Disgusting. Urine. He had some kind of fungus on his hands. Apparently it's good for athlete's foot. Well, uh, Yes, as yeah. we discussed. And if you get stung by a jelly. Yeah, here we go. Um, uh, Moises Alou is one of the few modern baseball players who batted without the use of batting gloves. Instead, Alou revealed that during the baseball season, he'd urinate on his hands to toughen them up. To toughen okay, them up? Okay, to make them tougher. Mm-hmm. There's got to be better ways to toughen your hands up. Just spitting on your hands and rubbing them together, get a bit of dirt. That's mm-hmm. fine. I used to do that when I wasn't wearing gloves. What do you mean pissing on your hands? Like, I, aren't you going I out with know. him and... Going to the shaking, urinal, like, he's hey, high five yeah, or shaking hands. Like that's like, that's most hands people up. who don't wash their hands after going to the washroom. Let's be honest. No, nah. shouldn't you wash your hands before you go to the washroom? Yeah, you should you before should be and doing after. Both. It should yeah. be a bookend. It should be washing. both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will judge someone. I will judge someone if I notice they haven't washed their hands after a, a pee, let alone going for a dump. You see it occasionally, yeah. right? I will judge yeah. that person, hold it against them until they they leave my life. Yeah, all the people you've been it's shaking just, hands with, you go to the oh, bathroom, yeah. and then you got their DNA all over your helmet? Ah! Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Yo, bell end? Uh, yeah. Dirty, nice. dirty bell. <laughs> dirty bell. All right. Um, as long as it's not the brown belt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to uh, some footy picks presented by TonyBet.ca because Dubs loves these so much. Come on, Jimmy. Come on. You guys are unbelievable. You know what? For a guy that is quite fun, you're 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 really dragging this down, aren't you? Yeah. Why? Because I don't do the robot every time you guys do this shit. What's wrong with that? You do. Like a little like Jimmy shake or like a Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy shake. I'm this is just miserable. That's He's what he like, does right before he doesn't wash his hands. He does the Jimmy shake. <laughs> Jimmy when, he, when he first started this podcast, he used to he used to really make make, make fun of me being the, the miserable bastard on the show, but I'm not. It's totally Jimmy. No, no. You're a different level of miserable. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm pretty happy. You're, you're getting better. <laughs> you're still fucking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my life. It's <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. Look at it. <laughs> all right who's starting oh yeah okay uh so listen i've actually we actually got organized this time rather than you know faffing around with slow computers and stuff and i actually already asked for your bets and uh, so we'll go through them so we're gonna we'll do a big big chunky parlay again <laughs> it, it works so well listen craig's casket is is well and they haven't even got the plans for it just yet uh, all right are so we down? are we down money? Um, like a couple bucks i think I think we're down now, right, JC? I believe after last week's loss, we're, we're definitely down. All right, so uh, I think Wonga's pick was United, Man United over Sheffield United, which makes sense. Uh, Jimmy had Forrest over Luton. Uh, who has Arsenal over Chelsea? That's JC. That's a biggie. That's a biggie. Um, I like that. Craig, you have Chelsea over Brighton, correct? 
No, I got Charlotte. That's me. Oh, oh Charlotte. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Oh, that's right. So, so Dubs yeah. has women's uh, uh, WSL. She has did you Chelsea. forget what it stands for? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, <laughs> no, because you know why? Because on, on the betting on Tony Bates WFC. Oh, this comes up under because the FA Women's League officially, right? The FA sanctioned it. That's oh. why. Which is what it confused me. It's early in the morning. So you got Chelsea over Brighton. Pays okay. pays a, a minus fourteen twenty eight for that one. So <laughs> again, listen, you're just making sure. Playing Dubs is making sure guys. she won't let the team down. Mm-hmm. I thought you said Craig, Arsenal was playing Chelsea. You get a lot of no, Chelsea this, games going on. This is women's. Oh, women. women. Oh, so what? my my bad. <laughs> Jesus, Craig. Maybe you should watch some fucking women's soccer, huh? Well, I do. Uh, Chelsea will win that. I would hope. That's so. what are. I picked. <laughs> Craig has Charlotte being into Miami in decision day. Because oh, Miami. I don't know about that. Did you watch Miami it the other are, night? I watched yeah, it. Miami are playing for nothing and they're garbage. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Messi right should now. be playing though, right? No. So he bad. says. So he says. Um, the annualized pay for him this season was twenty point four million dollars. By the way. MLS That's four million a game. Yeah, <laughs> one goal. Anyway, uh, I got Liverpool beating Everton in the uh, Merseyside derby. They've only lost once in twenty-eight of these things. So all that, all that pays us some good money. Plus one thousand six hundred thirty-two. So five bucks will make us eighty-six dollars. Wow! Who will let us down? Whose name is in the envelope? It will be me. You know, I can't. Not, there's no way those odds dubs minus fourteen twenty eight. I mean, that I, is like, really there's no way Chelsea lose that game. You should have considered my my proposition, which was to oust me from the parlay, let me get like at least three wins in a row, and for the time being, I'm relegated, and then I can win my way back and get promoted into the parlay again. No. So who gets it, take, who takes your easy. spot then? It's not that easy. I just need a like a hefty parachute payment and I'll do it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Dubs, like I said, I don't think your record is much worse than most of ours, but it's just a lot fun, more fun bullying you over it because it, you, it, mm. it actually affects you. You hate losing so badly. I when, you're the don't amba- really when you're going to be the ambassador for the Saudi Arabian World Cup in a few years, <laughs> making yep. 20 million bucks. No, they can't do that. My God. Um, our supporters club have been far more conservative. They have got uh, the rain to beat Angel City. They have Newcastle to beat Palace and uh, Liverpool to beat Everton in the derby. That pays plus two fifty eight. Five bucks will win us seventeen dollars and ninety cents. Well, then we can our, rent a shovel list. at least, so Craig's not just laying in the street, <laughs> <laughs> like a discarded mattress. Yeah. <laughs> and like, Don't worry, the, the Wongers will come by and pick them up. <laughs> the Wongers, <laughs> they will. <laughs> they love their sidewalk on the sidewalk, being pecked upon by the Wongers and the vultures. <laughs> by the way, we should dedicate this uh, show to Neymar's knee. Did you see that this week for Brazil? Oh, Sorry, I have AC. to go. Okay. All right. Dubs, thank you. Bye. We're going to leave real soon anyway. Uh, yeah, Neymar did his ACL, did his meniscus. He's out for yeah. a long time. <clears throat> You'd hope he's back for Copa next year, but I don't know. He's, what, 31 now? Man, I feel bad for his Saudi Arabian team, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Terrible. I lost sleep over that. <laughs> wow but i do feel bad for the guy mike he's, he's, he's Harris, in bad Harris injuries he's, he's broken both ankles he's he's uh broken his back he's done his knee he's had some bad injuries as neymar mm-hmm. it's, it's sad it really is okay um we didn't get to cpl this weekend we're going to recap it on on sunday of course the big game coming up this weekend the the decide who plays forge in the final calgary or Pacific should be a great match and of course MLS Decision Day as well you can catch the CPL games and the Premier League games on Fubo TV subscribe at fubotv.com slash footy prime fellas thank you very much thank you tonybet.ca as per usual and we'll speak to you in a couple of days time cheers for listening thank you buddy speakers follow us on twitter at footy underscore prime and on instagram at footy prime ig All right, nice. Well done.
Nice. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.